Welcome to High Truths on Drugs and Addiction, where national experts bring you facts and answer your questions. I'm your host, Dr. Onit Lev, an emergency and addiction doctor who has worked at the White House and still practices on the front lines. Right here on High Truths, you will learn from experts, hear stories from the emergency department, and listen to people who have struggled from addiction. Each episode, we will answer questions from you, our listeners. To learn more about the show, submit a question, access educational material, or even take a quiz, you can visit us on hightruths.com. Hey there, I hope you are ready for another interesting and thought-provoking episode of High Truths. Today, we will be talking about faith-based communities and their role in addiction. Typically, when we discuss addiction, prevention, and treatment, we include the medical community, public health, law enforcement, government, and prevention specialists. But we should also be including our faith-based leaders in the community. Did you know that a probability sampling of American adults suggested that 95% of U.S. adults believe in God or a universal spirit? How do religious traditions work in healing? I work at a Catholic hospital, and the hospital chaplain is an integral part of the treatment team, especially during difficult end-of-life care. It doesn't matter your religion or even if you are an atheist. Having the chaplain by the side of the doctor, nurses, families, and patients is amazingly helpful and makes a world of difference in caring. 73% of addiction treatment programs in the United States include a spiritually-based element. Furthermore, more than 84% of scientific studies show that faith is a positive factor in addiction prevention or recovery. Today's question comes from one of my favorite and personal spiritual leader, Rabbanit Devora Halevi. Dr. Lev, I really enjoy listening to High Truths, and I appreciate all your wisdom that you bring to this sensitive topic. My name is Rabbanit Devora Halevi, spiritual leader and co-founder of Shiviti, a Jewish nonprofit organization focused on education and community-based service, located primarily in San Diego, California. I have an MSW and I'm a current PhD candidate. My research is focused on suicide in the Hasidic community of New York. I would love to hear your perspective on engaging faith-based communities on the issues of drugs, prevention, and treatment. Thank you so much. Rabbanit Devora Halevi, thank you so much for your thoughtful question. I have an amazing expert and spiritual connection for your question another faith leader, and a social worker like you. I call this a Jewish Baptist shidduch, the Jewish word for matchmaking. For this inspirational conversation, I am honored to bring our faith-based expert, Bishop Jethro C. James Jr. Bishop James is a senior pastor of Paradise Baptist Church. He was born in Patterson, New Jersey, the eldest of seven children. He attended Rutgers University, earning a certificate in labor studies and a Doctor of Divinity degree from the Christian Bible Institute of New Jersey. He's also a certified social worker. He was affirmed as a bishop in the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship International. He currently serves the fellowship as the New Jersey State Director of Social Action. Bishop James is president of the Newark North Jersey Committee of Clergy. He's also a member of several civil and fraternal organizations and is very active within the community. 
He serves as a chaplain for the New Jersey State Police Department and has been appointed by the Supreme Court for the state of New Jersey to serve as member of the Attorney Legal Ethics Committee. His other roles included working with FEMA, Office of Department of Homeland Security, advocacy in political and civic organizations nationwide. Most recently, he has been working on the issue of marijuana legalization in New Jersey. Perhaps most memorable, Bishop James was the first chaplain at the scene during the 9-11 attack on America. His full bio is included on the High Truth show notes. Jethro C. James Jr., welcome to High Truths. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Thank God for the opportunity to be part of such a great podcast. Thank you. And really such an honor and inspiration to have you on. And uh, let's start before we dive into the Rabbanit's question is, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? You have an amazing background and, and achievement. And- well, I uh, was was born in Patterson, New Jersey, but five days after my birth, um, my uh, parents took me to my grandmother in a place called Powhatan, Virginia. And there I attended, and at that time it was segregated schools. I attended segregated schools uh, until the sixth grade, whereby in 1962, and a lot of people don't know this, the Commonwealth of Virginia decided to close all the colored or the Negro schools rather than integrate. And so my parents moved me back to New Jersey. I uh, finished um, in the Patterson school system. Um, I had a full ride, believe it or not, to Boston University, but because of um, poverty, my father could not afford being the oldest of nine. He could not afford to pay my room and board. And so I was offered a job at Public Service Electric and Gas Company as a meter reader, and they would pay for me to go to school in the evenings. And the rest is history. Um, I... uh, became an achiever there. I became head of the unions from there into management and through various ranks in management and um, retired after 38 years as an urban development executive. So I was responsible for all the urban areas in the state of New Jersey. I'm not an engineer, I'm a social worker. However, before you built anything, you need someone that deals with the government and the community um, to get buy-in. And that's pretty much what I did. And so people used to say, well, what do you do? I said, I'm the kind of guy that comes in and makes sure it doesn't appear in the newspaper and you take a adverse hit for it. Um, in addition, I'm a social worker, um, uh, licensed by the state of New Jersey. Um, also, I um, not only am an ordained minister, uh, but I've also been consecrated as a bishop of the Lord's Church, um, a full gospel Baptist church, and I am responsible for overseeing all social actions that take place within the body in the state of New Jersey of all full gospel Baptist churches. So therefore, I, anything that impacts the community. I'm sort of the guy on the front line. And as you know, right, you've been to the church. Um, I'll beat up on the governor if he's wrong um, or, or whoever else, because I believe that our role as what you do um, on this podcast 
is to speak truth to power, to tell um, the truth and to do God's business with our people. That's great. I love that about you, Bishop. You have guts and you're not afraid to to speak up when you you see things that need to be corrected. And and that trip to your church will always be something really, you know, special. Um, and I'm really honored to have been able to be invited and, and to go. Thank you. Uh, so you're very involved in, in all sorts of things, but but in the issue of drugs and marijuana, how did that become an important topic for you as is a, a man of the cloth and, and who's served on so many different community issues that are important. Why this one? Why this issue? Well, um, when they first started talking about um, legalization of marijuana, I had no problem. And I want to say that um, with the medical piece, I had no problem at all. Um, I'm a cancer survivor, thanks be unto God. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I understood that if this was to ease someone's pain, then fine. But I've seen the devastation of drugs, especially in minority communities. Um, there was never a problem with drugs um, in reality as an overall, I will say, national problem, as long as it stayed in, 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 in communities of color. Um, when we think about those returning in, in my time from the Vietnam War, so many um, men and women came back and they were hooked on drugs. And it was pretty much a, if you, if I may, a, a, a urban problem. It was pretty much a problem in the ghettos, if you will, of the inner cities. Um, but once it started permeating um, in, 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 in neighborhoods where the folks didn't look like me, in affluent neighborhoods, uh, there, 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 there became an alarm among people. Um, and so being my history, my forefoot, my, uh, when I say my history, um, being at the forefront of this, um, I've had family members that have died from ODs. I'm, I'm just being real. I've had family members that didn't make it through. I've had family members that have been murdered um, in the drug trade. And, 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 and so I, I, I personally have experienced loss. And then uh, we had things going on in the church um, that's amazing. Uh, everybody thinks that everybody comes in the congregation you know, and 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 so I pastor about 400 folks. We had drug deals going down in the bathroom. Folks oh, in the sanctuary, and some folks coming in the bathroom making their deals. So no persons or group of persons um, in life um, can be exempt from this problem. In corporate America, we don't talk about it, uh, but and at PSEG, Public Service Electric and Gas Company we had mandatory drug testing and and you'd be surprised at, at folks and we found out that it went across every uh spectrum every social economic uh a uh, phase of life and then when 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 uh now current governor Phil Murphy was running um I was one of the first african american people that Phil Murphy came to and said I want to be a candidate for governor, make me a candidate. 
I tell people um, I'm a chess player and the most dangerous piece on the chess board is the pawn. We say, no, it's the queen. No, it's the rook. It's the knight. But it's the pawn. It's the little piece that's out front. But a pawn can take off a king. Mm-hmm. And then there has to be a voice for the people to speak truth to power. We, we, we need that. We need that. And so looking at those that I grew up with as, as, as a boy, um, as a teenager, I got to hear Martin speak. As a teenager, I heard Malcolm X speak. Um, and and, 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 and I, I, I saw um, the tapes of the Fanny, Fanny Lou Hammers and, and folks like that. Um, the first African-American mayor of a major city was the late mayor Ken Gibson and Newark. And, and because I worked for the utility company, I was able to speak to when folks were shut off. We developed programs, for example, um, not so much in California where you guys are, but um, the moratorium on shutoffs. A, 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 a lady froze to death through hypothermia in Newark. Well, I was the outreach manager at PSENG at that time. That was my first case. What was the impact of that? Well, now I believe it's 38 states have um, from March 15th, going backward, I believe from November 15th to March 15th, you can no longer shut people off, especially the elderly and the very young. Um, All of those legislative issues came about as a result of one case in Newark, New Jersey. Um, I'm a chaplain with the state police, yet and still my organization filed suit. Um, Racial profiling, the home is New Jersey, and yet and still I'm a chaplain with the state police. So when we we say, how did you get involved? For me, it's a natural fit, if you will. I believe that um, in the words of the late Shirley Chisholm, um, the service that we pay for the time on this earth is the service we give to others. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm involved. Um, it, there's no place that you can go in any community um, where drugs has not um, 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 created some problems. The very rich, and, and, and I'll, I'll say this, um, I, I'm, I've been an advisor to the last 10 attorney generals in our state. Um, uh, when uh, Governor Corzine, um, I, I was part of his advisory committee, the, the former uh, Democratic governor, before Governor Christie, because I also advised Governor Christie on some things. So people say, what are you, a Democrat or Republican? I said, no, I'm a human being that deals with other human beings. Um, I don't like to be labeled. Um, and and I remember Governor Corsine, um, his late son. Uh, here was a man that that former chairman of Goldman Sachs. His son died because of drugs. And so I don't care where you are on the social economic scale. I don't care what power you wield. The power of the substance is a demon that has hit every community. That's so true. And it is, you know, issue of drugs and addiction. It's a a nonpartisan issue and it's a non-color or race issue or female, male or socioeconomics. Really, our entire society is is affected by that. And um, yeah, you're you're driven by 
issues and your faith. And, and that's what makes you successful throughout the years and throughout the administrations. And um, let's get to Rabbanit Devorah Halevi's question about how do we engage the faith-based community leaders such as yourself and, you know, across our nation in this issue of drug prevention and treatments. And I think that you have, you and other faith-based leaders have something special that I don't have so much as a physician. As a physician, I feel like I'm a mechanic, right? If you have a COVID infection, there, you know, I could put you on a ventilator, I could give you medications, but I'm really, I'm not in control with the outcome. You reach people's soul, something special in in healing, in medical healing, um, um, in you know, in 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 psyche that you know, the traditional medical community doesn't have, and yet it is so important and especially important in the issue of drugs. So how, you know, what, what is, what is your recommendation to uh, the Rabbanit as far as how to get other faith-based leader involved in this issue? First and foremost, there has to be open, honest dialogue, open, honest dialogue. We can never say not in my community not in my house, because then you're lying to yourself. And so it has to be open, honest dialogue. And no matter who you are um, and where you sit um, in, in the faith community, whatever that faith may be, somebody in your community is struggling with somebody in a family that's dealing with this. Um, you, you mentioned um, you being a physician and, and, and I believe a, a, a great physician. Um, the reality is um, you prescribe um, certain medications. The greatest medication that anyone can have is a will to live and a mind to work. And, and that's the thing I think that faith sells, if you will. Faith sells the mind to work. Faith sells, if you will, the hope, the hope that so many folks give up and give into. Um, and then look at the economic, the real driver, if you will, of, of, of drug addiction. It's pure economic. And often so many folks don't have the political will. And so how does the faith get involved? Whenever Anyone is running for office, doctor, I guarantee somebody's going to talk to your Rebbe. Somebody's going to talk to somebody. They want you on board. Um, what drives them is to get elected and reelected. And whatever your issue is, if you allow them to come in and, and, and use your people, then, then they prostitute your vote. People say, well, um, you're a power. I'm not a power broker. I'm a, a person that speaks truth to power. Um, just recently, um, when our current administration in this state was giving out appointments, and this is one of the things that um, they talk about in New Jersey, the pay for play state, you can get an appointment that pays six figures, six figures. Mm. You don't have to have necessary quote unquote qualifications. I mean, I can't walk in an office and hang a shangle up and say, I'm a doctor because 
it took time for you to get that. But if um, you're going to keep your mouth shut, you can get that appointment. That's a hell of a part-time job. And so how do we get faith-based involved? Let's talk about the things that everyone wants. And, and, and you were there when we were talking about the clean water and, and that kind of stuff. Um, you were there when we were talking about drugs and I called out the governor on national uh, and, and international TV. Um, the reality is in, in, in New Jersey, going with the medical piece, every, every mother, when she gives birth, her blood is tested for federally controlled substance, whether prescribed by a doctor or not. Every mother that goes across all social, economic, um, uh, religious, whatever it is. Is that a New Jersey? Um, <laughs> That's a New Jersey law. Okay. That's a New Jersey law. They just legalized recreational marijuana and yet instill um, because it's a law dealing with federal, you could still legally be smoking marijuana in New Jersey, but find yourself with a child welfare endangerment investigation. What does that mean? According to federal law, if you're a school teacher, I must notify, or even a janitor in a school. If you're a medical person, I must notify your superiors that you now are under investigation. And the last thing I think I would want is a doctor giving me my COVID shot and um, you just got high. <laughs> I visited a marijuana shop as part of this podcast and I asked the owners and the salesmen, would you want your doctor to be high with your products? You know, would you want me to be high with your products if I'm treating you? And they, they didn't want that. No, uh, here's, here's the other thing. These are facts that I'm giving you in New Jersey today. As a matter of fact, um, I, I spoke with the attorney general a couple of weeks ago. If you're a police officer, you have mandatory um, drug testing. Um, you get off from work on Friday afternoon. You have a drink and a joint. You come in on Monday and they say, okay, everybody, we're going to drug test you. We know that marijuana is still in your system. It's legal in the state now, but will you be able to carry a weapon? Are you impaired in any way? And that's why the police unions are going crazy. Um, I chair what they call the HACAC. That acronym stands for Human Service Advisory Council of Essex County. Um, we have, of course, the largest urban city in the state, which is Newark. Um, where my church is located, as well as a total of 22 municipalities, some very affluent, um, some very poor. What happens? Well, number one, food stamps are a federal funded program. If you are caught smoking marijuana and they turn it into your social worker, you are automatically denied food stamps for five months. That now creates some other problems. If you live in public housing where you're getting what we call TRA, temporary rental assistance, it's automatic eviction because it's federal housing. We're not having those conversations. Um, we have a case in New Jersey 
even prior to anyone having the right legally other than uh, medical dispensaries to sell marijuana, some gumbies that was eaten by a three-year-old um, three weeks ago, he is now brain dead. This week, uh, we had a gentleman caught on a routine traffic stop with 250 pounds of marijuana in his van. The black market is going to just, 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 just fly. But when you look at the everyday impact, can you imagine a mother uh, uh, not getting food stamps for five months because she decided to smoke marijuana? If you think we have problems in our community now, um, in New Jersey, again, we're one of the highest states in the nation for auto insurance. You pay auto insurance in New Jersey by the zip code in which your car is registered. And so we know already that the majority of they call smoke shops um, will be located in urban areas. Um, what's the insurance rates are going to look like? And then since you visited the edibles, um, they are marketed to our children. Um, yeah. My grandkids yeah. think that Rice Krispie Squares are wonderful. You can't tell the packaging from the Rice Krispie Squares um, for, from for edible marijuana. Uh, and, 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 and so how do we get the faith base involved? Number one, you appeal to every mother of that faith and say, did you know or do you know? Do you know that your child could wound up brain dead? There's a case in New Jersey if they get a hold of your edible. Um, as a physician, I, I believe and, 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 and I thank God for people like yourself that have seen the results. Um, the, uh, um, I believe it is the, um, I wanna say the Boston, am I saying it right? No, the Eng New England Journal of Medicine mm -hmm. um, issued a statement in 2019 that stated that if you think you're having problems now with your heart and lungs with smoking, what's going to happen when the THC gets in your lungs. Um, th there's all kinds of warning. Then the other piece, this is the appeal to faith base again. We know, and you know, as a physician, a child's brain does not fully develop until he or she is in their mid-20s. What right. you, first of all, when you hurt the fetus, and that's why you're going to have a, a child welfare case here. In New Jersey, the, the largest transportation uh, system in New Jersey is, is, is New Jersey Transit. Um, the buses, the trains, the planes, New Jersey Transit. Well, they have mandatory <laughs> testing for drugs. Right. Unemployment right. will soar um, because you can't. The last thing I want to do is get on a train, a plane or a bus with someone, and, and I, I, I did a show earlier this year, and even those that were for marijuana had to laugh. And I said, because my, 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 my youngest daughter and her husband, they live in a place um, uh, called Woodstock, Georgia. And so Papa likes to get on the plane and fly down to see the little ones. And um, I said, can you imagine, I'm sitting at the gate and I hear this, 
good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain, Jethro James. And uh, we know that Atlanta Hartsfield should be from the time that we become airborne two and a half hours. But I've just had a joint and a good cup of coffee. See if this puppy can make it in 45 minutes. <laughs> and, 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 and that's that's the reality. It, I actually took care of a patient like that. I had a patient who he was the driver of a bus that took a bunch of tourists to Las Vegas. And they, unbeknownst to him, they gave him some brownies, um, you know, to be polite. And he ended up in the emergency apartment with full-blown psychosis. And just thank God he didn't crash the car. But that's like, don't don't give weed to your driver. And so that's the appeal I think that we have to have. I'm we we didn't have um, uh, these oxy scares until they went to affluent people that didn't look like me. We didn't have that, and and right. and their children right. are dying. Um, one of the things that that we're seeing already in New Jersey, and I fear, and there's a rumor. Um, because I do some investigative reporting, if you will, or calling out as and in some of the arenas that I'm allowed to speak in. Um, and sometimes they say we have to invite him, but oh God, what is he going to say? Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing because this is the the new money maker, if you will. Um, I'm questioning can. Um, mayors, governors, uh, assembly, congresspeople, um, senators, can they be partners in the marijuana growth and distribution? Um, because they're the powers and only so many licenses will be given out. So will they give preferences? One of the things in New Jersey, they said, well, it's going to be um, a boom for uh, employment in the African-American community. I pointed out what are the qualifications to become a marijuana grower. And in California, as you know, CNN did a big piece. There's so much illegal marijuana yeah. that the legal yeah. marijuana storehouses are filled to capacity. How many minorities own any part of that? Unless you're a former ball player or a current ball player, a rapper or an entertainer, you can't afford the capital. No bank is saying, come on in, um, let me write you a check for a million dollars So, uh, as your startup cost. And, and so we're looking at all of that. In New Jersey, in New Jersey, they've promised that um, the industry will be a diverse industry. Well, in New Jersey, it's against the law to have set asides. And, and then that's following the money and the, the business aspect. And, and, and I feel like that's what the marijuana industry wants to promote. Like, oh, we care about social justice as far as promoting the marijuana industry. But, but you talk about a different aspect of the black communities. How, how does, how does the marijuana affect the black community? Is Because some people say, oh, well, we want social justice and that's why um, we oh, want God. it to be legal. That's the argument. Well, Thank you so much. I've, I've taken on, yeah, I, I've taken on some of the attorneys um, um, from, from um, oh God, I can't think of the acronym now, uh, ACLU. Um, 
and and they said social justice first and foremost. Um, there is no social justice with marijuana because you cannot name anyone who went to prison. They went to prison under federal drug laws. You cannot expunge a federal conviction. The president has to give you a pardon, number one. Number two, um, no one went to prison for a joint. What happened was, and I had this in my own family, had this in my own family. Uh, my, my, my nephew was smoking a joint with some of his friends in a car. Police rolled up. They all got charged. They said, you're not going to jail. The mother had to come down, sign for them. But you are already convicted of a drug charge at 17. If you have $200 at that time, you could get it expunged. The black community doesn't know nothing about expungement. And so when this kid went to get a job or went to get in a school, they said, oh, you have a juvenile drug conviction. Of course, getting involved, and we were eight later able to get it expunged. But the ignorance of that, the social justice piece, um, I can't find anyone that they let out of jail who was a drug dealer, marijuana dealer. So that's not true. If they wanted social justice, decriminalization gives them social justice. And we're fighting about that right now in the state of New Jersey, because they're saying if you have a child and he or she is underage and they have what they call curbside or, 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 or uh, adjustment, curbside adjustment says, I pull up on the child, I smell the marijuana, I need to see your credentials, you're 16, I take your marijuana from you. I write you a $50 ticket and I give it to you. I don't notify the mother, the father, the guardian, the grandparent. I don't notify anybody. And, and so we're saying, wait a minute. I would want to know, and in this case now, my grandkids, I want to know if my grandchildren are smoking. Number one, because I, I need to understand um, what it could physically do to them. Mm -hmm. I need to take some corrective action. Um, how do you get faith-based involved? Um, synagogues, mosques, churches, temples, they get involved with youth programs. Right. They right. have folks to come in and teach the youth. Um, uh, one, of the, one, of, one of the things um, that the Torah teaches us the Bible teaches up, train up a child and the way he or she should go. Not, yo, mom's smoking a joint, dad's smoking a joint, think I'll smoke a joint. Um, and so the question I pose after five of these tickets, you've caught this kid every week on the weekend, he or she's getting high. Um, what happens? Well, now there's a $500 fine on the books. They now notify you that I have your child, he or she has five tickets, um, you owe the municipality $500. You say, for what? And they say, oh, your kid was smoking marijuana. The law in New Jersey says, I don't have to notify you, which is asinine, which is asinine. So no corrective action can be taken. Yeah. Uh, part of a group, um, how does it affect the black community? And I'll take Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson, New Jersey, um, 
the mayors of urban centers are, are crying. And, and the mayor, Andre Say, is a good guy. He is a good guy, but he's misinformed on marijuana. They have a medical station here, um, but they have, they're now going to grandfather them in to uh, the recreational piece. They already have a program coming out of Montclair State University where they have children as young as 11 that's smoking marijuana every day, every day. And, and, and so um, the faith base, my, my problem with faith base, my problem with faith base is that too many faith based leaders are silent. They've bought into the fact that uh, it's okay and they sell their souls. Jesus yep. says this as he teaches. He says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give for his soul? I believe, and, and, and I've, I've just talked to uh, another bishop and uh, that's quite political and, 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 and um, has this great position given to him by politicians. Would he be willing to stand with me, and, and, and I'm so glad you're a medical doctor. I'm going to ask you to send me this stuff. Stand with me and, and say to the clergy, whatever and whoever they are, will you help me fight in New Jersey and show me the statistics, what happens to a baby's brain with THC? And they said, let me consider. Because that, that goes across every child whether you're a Jewish child, whether you're an Islamic child, whether you're a Christian child, does a Christian mother mourn any more than a Jewish mother for the death or mental illness of their child? No. I, I love what you, I've heard you say before that it's not social justice, it's social injustice. That is correct. And where you see where the pot shops, like you mentioned, they are not in the affluent part of town. Um, they're they're praying in 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 a black community in inner city and and that's praying um, on that community, not helping that community because other people say, well, not in my backyard. I don't want you know. Yeah, you can have that is correct legal marijuana. So that's it's. I like how you say social injustice. <laughs> well, one of the things that and I've been to this current governor's home. Um, God, it's 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 marvelous. It's a it's, it's, it's lifestyles of the rich and famous. However, <laughs> within, and, and he has children, he has young children. Um, within, um, I would say, a 10, 20 mile area, um, you can't buy a bot. There's no liquor stores. You have to go <laughs> on the highway. You, 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 you can't buy liquor stores. Um, I, I, I mentioned, um, uh, how do you enforce this 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 ban for selling for youth? Um, and I pointed out um, to in one of the meetings I was with with the governors and marijuana people, um, you can't stop selling Lucy's. After about three minutes of the conversation, they said to me, Bishop, what's a Lucy? A Lucy is a loose cigarette. As you know, the reason that cigarettes are sealed because lava can get into the tobacco, 
And so it's illegal to say, as well as you, you bypass, you bypass the taxes. Um, children go into bodegas, uh, Chinese restaurants, I'm just gonna call it out, um, candy stores, and, and they walk in and they say, Poppy, mommy, three Lucy's. They sell Lucy's for $1.50 a piece. Um, and, and, and they sell them. If I walk in the store, and many of them know me, especially around the church, they say, oh, no, we don't sell it. I said, Poppy, you sold it last week. Do we need to close you down? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that goes on. So even um, making the people in your community, making your store owners, making those that own businesses aware of the harm they're doing to someone else because Tara teaches that um, you've got to treat your brother right. The Torah teaches. And, and I say this to, to ecumenical groups, but when I come together, I said, all of us have a responsibility to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before our God. That's our responsibility. All the, the, the great books teach us um, that we can't murder, we can't steal, and, and we don't want to talk about those things. We shouldn't covet. Um, and, and when you start talking that, they go, oh, here we go again. Um, as, as, as one of my rabbi friends says, so would you think I would say this? You know, and so <laughs> we, we often... And, and we leave each other every time with Gazai Gazan. Um, and, and, and so the reality is that that faith base, if you have, where is your faith? Are you afraid of, 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 of political personnel? Are you afraid of what they're going to do to you? Um, in the words of the late Dr. Martin Luther King, if a man hasn't found something or a woman to die for, then he or she hasn't found anything to live for. Is It's always the right time to do the right thing. Now is the time. This is strictly about money. New Jersey again. New Jersey again. Um, in, in, in New Jersey, the pay for play state. I reminded the legislature that, and, and you know they had to put it on the ballot because they could never get it through the legislation. Um, in New Jersey, we had Atlantic City. That was the Vegas of the East, Atlantic City. 25 years ago, um, when you were a little girl, um, they, 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 they said that's going to be the answer to our tax problem. It's going to be the answer to our, our schools. Um, and now Atlantic City is bankrupt. I, the, the mayor of Atlantic City, I guess about six to eight weeks ago, had me on a local talk show that that he hosts, um, and he said, well, we have to go for it because our community is broke. You're not going to get anything. Number one, the cost, the cost of, 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 of setting up a pot shop is over a million dollars, number one. I've asked questions, um, who's doing the financing? And so there'll be no local entrepreneurs. Um, how do you get faith-based involved? The churches, the synagogues, the mosques have to say, not in my backyard. How do I get um, How would you feel if, um, I don't care if it's 10 people, if it's 10 people 
um, in your little faith-based corner, we said, we're going to be opening up a smoke shop right next to you. That's a major problem. Where is your integrity? How does it become your neighborhood? Where are, 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 are your people all throughout the Torah? All throughout the Torah, we find great men and women, onesies and twosies. That take a bunch of them, onesies and twosies, as my grandson would say, um, that stand up and stand up and speak truth to power. I mean, when you really think about Moses, excuse me, was he smoking something? Pharaoh had the greatest army in the, and, and you're going back for a few slaves. Um, and, 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 and I, I just spoke about this. Um, we have to stop having slave mentality. And it's not just chattel slavery. When you study the Exodus um, coming out of Egypt, they're at a Red Sea now. And, 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 and no, I'm not Jewish, but I sure study. I, and, and you'll laugh at this because I, I, I tried to get into a yeshiva school, but they wouldn't take me. And that's a true story. <laughs> I did try to get into a yeshiva school because the original languages, the original languages, the Aramaic and, and whatnot, that's the only way you're going to get real understanding of the meaning of the word. And so I have a few rabbis that said he's a pain in the butt. But I want to know. I want to know. And, 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 and he goes down. What was he smoking? And then you had people at a Red Sea. Um, God does something miraculous um, for this one man that's leading these folks. Um, and, and, and so you don't freeze at night in the desert. He puts a cloud. He puts a, 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 a cloud of fire. So you have this massive furnace for all these people. And you don't burn up during the day. He puts a cloud over your head to keep you cool as you move. Um, toward your, your 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 exodus, if you will, and and they get there, and because they see the water, and they become so fearful, they say, "Would it not better that we died in Egypt? Would it not better that we were slaves?" It is time God wants us to be free, free to speak to power wherever we are, whatever label you wear. And they said to me, well, what do you think about it? I said, just imagine, we all get before and we stand before God and we argue, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm Jewish, I'm Orthodox, I'm unorthodox, I'm Catholic, I'm Pentecostal. I said, and God says, well, you did the best you could, but you all have it wrong. You just have to love one another. You have to do things for each other. You, you have go. to, nobody told me I was poor. We never went on welfare. My father had a saying, any man that does not work has to steal. Two things can't live in my house. And we had an old home in the country and sometimes snake could get in the old house. And, and so people see me, I said, but I knew poverty, but I wasn't poor. I said, um, we never took welfare. We worked, we brought it together. I said, and before my parents passed um, their children. This, and my siblings and I, we built a house from the ground up for them in Virginia. And so um, you can only be poor in how you perceive what you do. You have to be rich in thought, rich and challenging. Let me give you something else that, and, 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 and you know that 
Um, I'm, I'm still leading the fight for clean water uh, in, in our inner cities. One of the things that I just posed to um, since uh, the current president is, 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 is big on, on green, um, I've been in touch with the green faith community um, <laughs> in New Jersey with the Garden State. They just had a big piece about animal runoff, especially in rural areas that have have well water and water supply. And so, God forbid you have chickens, cows, pigs, whatever, the manure uh, contaminates the water. Um, they talked about fertilizers for the farms with the corn and the Jersey tomatoes. I said, well, what are we gonna do with the runoff from the water that it takes to grow marijuana into the wells and into the streams that feed our drinking water. And I was told, Bishop, you think too much. <laughs> you know, I, I love your, you know, your, your bravery and truth. And when you're so grounded, it makes you not afraid to speak up because, you know, speaking about marijuana um, can be, people can feel like it's a divisive issue. So they don't, want to deal with that. It's like, you know, mentioning, you know, abortion or other, you know, controversial issues. Most people want to avoid it and you're not afraid of speaking up because you see what's really happening. Um, and I, I love the mesh of, of science and religion. People say, oh, that doesn't, you know, how can science and religion, they're, they're opposite, but actually scientific studies have shown that faith has a positive factor in addiction recovery. Um, and I'm sure that you have seen that in action. And uh, you mentioned, I have to laugh when you mentioned the Exodus when we have Passover coming up soon, but our forefathers, our American forefathers saw themselves uh, like the Israelites coming out um, from, you know, the tyrannical rule of the old country in England. And, and one of the seals of America that they actually thought of was, you know, the Exodus. And so our forefathers considered themselves almost the chosen people. Um, and that's a, a true part of history. And with that, Bishop, don't you feel like right now we're living in strange times with COVID? It's like we're living in a biblical era with plagues and chaos and uncertainty. And so how has that affected the work of church leaders? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because um, I'm an advisor um, when they will accept it to so many young um, pastors. Um, my wife um, is a professor at New York Theological Seminary, um, as well as at Pillar College. And um, um, she is the author of the book, um, Breaking the Silence, which is being used uh, by uh, several I uh, want to say law enforcement agencies dealing with um, domestic violence. And, and so I'm, I'm going full circle. Um, the reality is we are living in biblical times. Um, if you look at the Psalms of David and, and, and David talks about um, that he shall not be afraid of the arrow that flieth by day or the pestilence that walks the street at night. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right side, but nigh shall come unto me. Um, when you look at um, the writings 
um, in the second testament. Um, and 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 Jesus is teaching as a prophet, and he 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 talks about wars and rumors of wars. He he speaks of nations rising against nations. He speaks of um, famines and lands of plenty. Who ever thought in the richest country in the world? And I'll take the statistics from Newark, New Jersey. One out of every five children that live in Newark go to bed hungry. These are facts. They, you know, um, and so the science in the Bible, as far as I'm concerned, um, they're one. Um, there are scientific um, uh, uh, explanations for even some of the miracles. Um, going back to the crossing of the Red Sea and when they talked about winds shifting, what are we seeing in climate change? Um, we are living in a biblical time that has been mentioned. Prophecy is not prophecy unless it becomes true. When you study, last night I have a men's ministry um, that I, I, I teach. And when you study the Cain and Abel story, when you study when God himself speaks to Cain and says, look, don't be mad. Do better next time. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not killing you. And, and the scripture says he comes and he, the Torah says he talks to his brother and then he kills him. How many times have we literally talked to our brother or our sister and then we go to kill him because we fell short. And, and so we are living um, we say in the Christian community, what we believe in the last days, we're living in a time, but where we still can see the, the, the faithfulness of God. He shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I have not seen anything coming from heaven that said, guess what? We're out of toilet paper, we're out of this. And I'm being facetious, of course. I, I haven't seen, um, the scripture says, um, Again, um, help me out, David. David says this. David says, I once was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. And so part of what we do um, is helping one another. I mentioned the water crisis, the food crisis. Some of my greatest partners are from the Jewish community. We turn no one away. Um, when you understand um, what it means when you understand why you do the, you know, um, when you understand atonement, when you understand the festivals. Um, Deuteronomy um, 16 and 16, and this is, this is my men's um, ministry scripture. It says three times a year, and it names out all the festivals, um, let the males come before the God and let them not come empty handed bring. And so I said to the men, we, we react. Uh, there's a need here. Let's react to that. How about let's bring in something, present it and say, here, if you need to feed the hungry, use it. If you need, this is not the pay the light bill. This is not for the temple. This is for the people. This is for the people. This is for the people. Understand that God took care of everybody under Jewish law, when you was to bring, depending on what you had, if you couldn't afford a sheep, if you couldn't afford a ram, if you couldn't afford a bullock, 
a turtle dove will do for the sacrifice. And so we've got to learn to take whatever we have, bring it together and help one another. And so with this marijuana thing, uh, the, the faith community um, is one of my biggest disappointment because I have to question, where is your faith? Well, you know, we don't want to take the governor off. We don't want to mess. No, so what? So what? So what? Because that's not your boss. That's not who your real right. boss is, right? No, that's not who your real boss. And 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 and, and uh, I, I, you know, um, you 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 may remember the commercial um, for the Hebrew national hot dog, and so we answer <laughs> to a higher authority. Yeah. I use that term yeah. all the time. I said I answer to a higher authority. That's right. I mean, it's not the governor that wakes me up in the morning. It is not the governor that has given me the wisdom to look at the problems that we're seeing. It's not the governor now, if it happened to one of his children and he doesn't have any grandchildren yet, I'm quite sure we wouldn't be having a debate about edibles um, early in uh, his administration. His son got in a little trouble because of underage drinking. When they put it out, um, he was a little upset that they would put his son out. Anyone that's in public life, your children is part of your public life. Um, again, former Governor Corzine, who, who, who did so much, who was such a good guy, a good guy, a personal friend. You know, one of the saddest moments um, that, uh, here's a guy that was the former chairman of Goldman Sachs because of addiction. His son is no longer here. It, 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 this, this, this drug thing is, 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 is a scourge in every community, in every neighborhood. Your, your rabbi's wife, um, I'm quite sure that she is part of an association of other wives, <laughs> of other, other, other biblical scholars that she can talk to. And I don't care who you are, it's it's funny, and I, I say this to the church um, all the time, I pastor you guys, but when I go home, there's a different pastor. The most influential person, <laughs> the most influential person you have is who you're close to. And men have moved because of, women have taken, great women, Deborah, great woman, great woman when you look at the women um in 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 in, in your community who have um were known um esther great woman if i perish i perish but i'm gonna go see the king i know he has the right to kill me but mordecai said you've got to remember who you are these are your people these are your children Yep. I don't want my grandson walking around going because he smoked something wrong. Someone gave him an edible. I don't want my my granddaughter um, not to be able to reproduce another child because of something that she smoked or ate. One of the things that we're looking at, and, and you're a medical doctor, we're, we're looking at um, the reproductive organs of 
the young male and saying that if if he smokes from the time, because we do have his youngest kid in our program is 11. Um, if he continued to smoke four days a week, by the time he is 22, Viagra wouldn't help him. There's also a, a, a 2.3 fold risk in testicular cancer for people who smoke. So if they. So I, yeah. I, I love that. You just helped me. And that's a two point. I'm taking notes as you. Yeah, I can give you some references. But yeah, there's a right. 2.3 fold increased risk of testicular cancer for people who use marijuana. And, 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 and it's so interesting because yesterday I was on a call and they said, well, give me some medical. And so guess what? You, you had me on, but you have Bishop, my email. Bishop, I'll give you a bunch of stuff if you're interested in that. I'm and, interested. <laughs> and, uh, cause that's, that's what I, I, you know, I'm not the social justice expert, but I can tell you, you know, uh, facts as a physician, what we're seeing in the emergency department on the ground and what's published in the medical literature. And, um, and it's uh, a, a public health catastrophe and people just need to be informed. You know, that's my, my thing is if you, people smoke cigarettes, right? But you're an informed smoker, you know, the risk of cancer and lung disease and secondhand smoke, and you still choose to smoke. Well, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you're still be my friend. But people don't have that information when it comes to marijuana. It's all good. It's cured for everything. It's medical. And I just want people to make informed decisions. And then it's, you know, and then it's up to you. And with that, I would love to have you give final advice and, and words of hope to Rabbanit Devorah Halevi, who, who called in with our question for today. I would say, great lady of God, great lady of your people. Uh, you are the one to um, meet with your rabbinical societies, the wives of these great, and some of the women are rabbis also, and, and talk about um, what could be the possibilities in the negative of an uninformed person because as I said, one of the one of the problems that I'm seeing with children's minds, with children's minds, um, is and and this is a whole other subject, the video game um, entrance, if you will, that it becomes a video game. We actually um, had to to turn down applicants, and and these are college grads um, for the state police because they had video game mentalities in the real world. Marijuana will give them that kind of psychic to where their health is going, their minds are going. And in the words, in the, in, in the words of, of, of the United Negro College Fund, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Talk, talk, talk to those within your circle. And if, Again, the, the, the Torah teaches us that um, when the enemy would rush in like a flood, God raises a standard bearer. Be the standard bearer. You raise up and say, this is what we're going to do. You know, if it, if it has to be um, Jews against marijuana, so be it. But you're going to lead it. If it has to be mothers, inform the mothers against marijuana. Yeah, um, you be it. That's great. 
I just want to thank Rabbi Devora Halevi um, for her question. Thank you, Devora, for your question in support of High Truths. And I know that you and your husband, Rabbi Yoni Halevi, do exactly what Bishop James um, uh, says and not being afraid of being a leader and speaking the truth. You do that every day as you... Um, guide your community. And I bless you as a physician. I like to bless people with health um, to you and your family and your community. And uh, with good luck in completing your PhD in uh, social work and using that knowledge to better assist um, your community. And to Bishop Jethro James, what an honor to have you here on High Truths. And thank you so much for your leadership and your voice and your courage to speak the truth, even if it's not popular, because you answer to a higher power and you give others inspiration. <laughs> and so I bless you too and your family with, with health and, and strength for the advocacy you do for your people in America at large. Thank you so much. And um, I, I, I remember the first time we met um, and, and I was so impressed and, you know, your knowledge is, is, is just remarkable. And um, I say this um, and, and I sincerely mean it. Sometimes the best man for the job is a woman. And in this case, you are that woman. You are the Esther. Oh. You are the Esther. Wow. wow, she's amazing. Queen Esther is the great, great grandmother of King David, right? That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. And, yeah, and uh, she uh, risked her own life to save her people. Even though she was living a great life as a queen, uh, she was not afraid to speak up. So there you go. And that's great, you. Yeah. You, you. You're a great physician. You have a great, you've seen things and, 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 and you're able to fix things. And yet, and still, um, as, as, and, and I say this to all who would listen in, one of the things that Esther asked of her uncle Mordecai was tell the people to call a fast. Um, and so I'm asking every faith-based person, call a fast, not just for you, but for your rabbi's wife that she may go forth and lead her people and the gallows of marijuana that were built for the common man, the enemies of God and of our people will be hung. Thank you for listening to High Truths on Drugs and Addiction, where national experts give you facts and answer your questions. This week's episode would not be possible without the generous support from our sponsors. A sincere and warm thank you to CCR, Center for Community Research in San Diego, enhancing public health and safety through informed action. If you would like to sponsor a show, we would be honored and grateful. Please contact us on hightruths.com. We thank you for listening and hope you will help our rating by giving us five stars and subscribe so you won't miss any of our informed, packed weekly shows. Visit our website, hightruths.com, to submit a question, take a quiz, or download a free prescription for naloxone. Until next week, this is High Truths on Drugs and Addiction. Our producer is Dave Rivas from Davy Boy Productions. I am your host, Dr. Ronit Lev, and we hope we brought your day a little bit more High Truths.